This is Bucket Talk, a weekly podcast for people who work in the trades and construction that aren't just trying to survive, but have the ambition and desire to thrive. The opportunity in the trades and construction is absolutely ridiculous right now. So if you're hungry, it's time to eat. We discuss what it takes to rise from the bottom to the top with people who are well on their way and roll up their sleeves every single day. This is Jeremy and Eric here with Bucket Talk, powered by Brunt. On this episode, we have Kevin Martinez. Kevin Martinez is a uh, electrician by trade. But before we jump in, Eric, what's been going on? Hey, guys. All right. For those of you that don't know, we got a, um, a couple important holidays that are coming up here. I'll talk to the first one. The first one is National First Responders Day. That was October 28th. And it's for those police officers, EMS, firefighters, and all the first responders out there. Um, this one was near and dear to my heart. Um, I grew up in a town called Bristol, Connecticut. And uh, for those of you that don't know, a lot of you probably do because it made national news. Two police officers were killed on the job a few weeks ago, and another one was injured in a horrific, uh, horrific scene, uh, incident that happened in my hometown. So uh, as we pass this National First Responders Day, want you to think about and honor all those folks that are out there on the front lines protecting our communities and our families because it is dangerous work. Let them know that we appreciate it. Jeremy, what about uh, what's coming up in your world? Uh, November 11th is Veterans Day, one of my favorite days. You know, I did my time in the service. Thanks to all past and present service members for their service. Definitely a time to uh, reflect on your service and and all the good things that you've done, some of the funny stories, and definitely a good time to to uh, maybe call a buddy that they used to serve with. On uh, November 11th, I think we're dropping something. We did a little collab with a veteran friend of ours, and um, I'm super excited for it to come out. But that's pretty much it in our world. Awesome, awesome. And uh, for those listeners out there supporting our buddy, K Sparky, um, you can use code CALI10, C-A-L-I-10 today for $10 off your first order of $60 or more. All right, let's dig in. All right, today we're here with Kevin Martinez. Kevin Martinez goes by the name K.S. Sparky on the Instagram, but Kevin, welcome. Thank you, thank you. Glad to be here. Appreciate you guys having me. Awesome, awesome. And to be honest with you, I screwed up your handle. It's actually K. Sparky, not K.S. Sparky, so... You know, that's that's my bad. But, dude, thanks for being on. This is awesome. You're an electrician by trade and kind of want to do a little background on Kevin himself. Um, So where are you from? You know, how'd you get your start? Kind of run us through that. Yeah, yeah, no worries. So, I mean, everything from the beginning to now, pretty much. My name is Kevin Martinez. I go by underscore Case Sparky on the social platforms. But I'm pretty much 28 years old, based out of San Diego. I grew up in TJ, which is our neighbor city. It's pretty much south of the border right here from San Diego. I grew up, you know, typical 90s kid. I think still playing outside with all the kids, right? Like every day after school, stuff like that. Um, it wasn't about like sixth grade, probably when I, we decided to move to San Diego. And ever since, just been living here. I mean, typical uh, elementary, uh, middle school, high school. And then pretty much from high school as well. The thing I talked about it before where 
you know, just went with the flow as far as like where kids want to do after high school. And it's uh, something that I think a lot of people can relate, right? When you're still in high school, you don't know what you're doing. You're just following all your friends, right? The typical, you need to go to college. If not, you're going to end up working at McDonald's and things like that, right? Right. So I decided to, you know, start applying myself. Like, what am I going to do? Where am I going to go? So decided to go like a community college. I was like, you know, the other colleges are getting kind of expensive. Like, as far as like university, I try to travel, things like that. So I decided to just go to my um, local community college. And my plan was to just transfer for there. So I was basically in college. I was really into graphic design as well as my plan was to get a business administration, right? Get my associates from that. So I decided to go with the major um, business admin and also a minor in graphic design. So I've always been into graphic design, pictures, and all those type of things, right? Then we had like Tumblr and things like that from high school growing up. But it was something that I really wanted to do. So I pursued that during um, community college. I was also very into sports. Uh, I was into soccer. So, you know, I was always in school. And when I was in school, I was either playing soccer and I decided to start getting small jobs, probably like coaching, I think, and also like Baskin Robbins. Uh, uh, dude, I had no idea, man. I played soccer growing up my entire life. We're going to have to, you know, chop it up a little bit. <laughs> a little magic. But yeah, it was, it was always soccer for me. I was at school. If we weren't studying, I would go with my friends to like the local park. They had like a, you know, the goals and everything. We just scrimmage like all these uh, community college around. It was, it was fun. But the reason I decided to get the business administration, because my dad, the reason when we moved over here, he started working for one of my uncles in the glazing industry, as far as like window installations. Mm-hmm. So we, like in high school, I would always, for example, like in summer, go work with my uncle and just help my pops out either in the shop, you know, making frames or screens for doors and stuff like that. Just small stuff, but it never crossed me, right? At that point, I was just going as far as like helping them. I was helping him and also my brother who was also right after high school, started working with my pops. I tried to get my brother into community college, but you know, and it never was his thing. And he always told me, you know, he should maybe try out the electrical field, uh, blah, blah, blah. This cousin is doing it. They're just doing like stalling pipes, super easy. But in my head, I mean, it never crossed me, you know, being an electrician or doing something else besides school. I was very stuck to it. But yeah, after that, Probably it was around 2015, you know, life happened. So I was uh, involved in a very bad accident with my brother. You know, it was a car accident, rainy day. We both pretty much got ejected from the car and I survived the accident. And unfortunately, my brother, di- my brother didn't. He's not no longer with us, but, you know, I carry his memory every day uh, when I wake up. So it's something that I think made me and changed me in a way, right? Somebody... Uh, at that age, going through that, just all the things that go through your head, you know, grief and, you know, just trying to deal with it, no longer having your best friend with you, right? Yeah. And everybody, when you lose somebody that close, it just, you know, affects you and changes you. And I feel like everybody in their life at least has like that, that big impact, something that happened in their life that also changed them. You know, for me, it was that. And, you know, it's, I feel like as I grow up and mature, I'm more openly uh, about it to talk about it because I feel like a lot of people don't know about it, you know, and a lot of people 
decide to always judge you when you're doing things, especially with the social media. But I don't think they know where I come from and how how much I've like struggled in life and like to be where I am today. Right. So as far as that happened, um, I was injured very bad. And when you name it, I mean, dislocated my hip, also broken femur on my other leg. On one of my right hands, I broke my pretty much my my bones on my forearm. And then on the left, I had a cast as well because I chipped my hand. So it was like all this like scarred up. When I went to therapy, I was like the only one that was really like focused on every part of the body. And people were just like amazed. They're like, no, you're lucky to be here. You know, you're young, you'll get better soon. So I think out of that, I learned how to be patient because like damn it's like you're you're like now all of a sudden like your life changes right like you're like in the bed rest obviously i couldn't go to school and it's like the way i never wanted like people to feel bad for me right so i always like push myself and you know ask myself like you know why me right like how come i get the second chance he didn't so me always pushing myself is something that i've always been doing like since like that day and i think every time when i wake up it's just like no excuses for me you know I push myself as hard as I can every day. Dude, I so, mean, that that's a lot. I mean, you've gone through a lot, man. Like, yeah, man. It's you, like, you, don't, you don't know it, right? But it's like, man, you're, you know, that's some heavy stuff. Yeah, man. It's like, um, pretty much, <laughs> I consider my life like a little novella, right? Like a Mexican novella, pretty much is all this crazy thing that happened that sometimes I forget, you know, I'm just so on about my life, but. I got to like, I remember and, you know, I catch myself know that those things really happened to me and, you know, I just need to grow from them and been growing from them ever since. I don't feel like a lot of people have gone through anything close to that and I don't wish them to, but it made me really realize and grow up as fast as I did and mature as fast as I did. And, you know, just start thinking about the way life is and all those things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. How'd you get your start in electrical? So after that happened, I pretty much went to therapy, all that for about like three months. Doctor told me, Hey, um, you need to take it easy. You know, you can't work, blah, blah, blah. As soon as he released me, I found a temp agency and started working literally the next week after he released me. No shit. You know, I wanted, you know, I wanted to work. I wanted to like, you know, help my pops out, you know? And so I joined like this temp agency and then I started working for this warehouse, Bose, you know, the speaker Bose. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so I started working for the warehouse right here, let's say by the border, everything that comes in semis and, you know, distributes to all America. I started working with them, but it was a temp agency. So the temp agency only lasted like 90 days because they don't pay you for insurance and all that stuff. Yeah. So I started bouncing around jobs. I went from Bose to like, I think it was like Ashley's Furniture. <laughs> and I was just there like building um, furniture for a little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so like one of my cousins reached out to me. He's like, Hey, well, like, I see that you're doing better, you know, um, before I wanted to reach out to you so you can come work with me. But right now they're looking for somebody as a driver in the warehouse. And I was just like, you know, driver where, and he pretty much explained to me that I would have to drive every other week to NorCal, which is like, uh, you know, San Francisco, Sacramento. Yeah. How far away is that from where you're at? It's probably about, what's it like? 10 hours around there, eight to 10 hours. Yeah. Like wow. That's, a, that, that's, that's quite the haul. Yeah. So it was like drive up on Tuesday and come back on Thursday. That was like the deal. And you have to deliver tools. Right. And I was like, okay, you know, I, I think I can got it. So yeah, I joined with them, um, went the interview and then they got me right away. 
turns out it was an electrical company, you know, the shop he was talking about. So it was an electrical company here in San Diego. It was very big. Their name, so there's Hillith Electric here in San Diego. Mm-hmm. They're a really big company. Um, as far as like all California, they go to, I think they just moved to Texas. They've been in Texas for about like five years, I believe. Started driving with them um, all through California every other week. And during the week, I would just stay in the shop pretty much. We would get wrecks as far as like for tools. I say this job site needs X amount of tools. They need game boxes. So I would make sure I pulled those for them, threw them in the truck. And whenever we had delivery scheduled, I would go and deliver them, come back, do the same thing. Right. So I started like testing tools, bandsaws, you name it, Milwaukee, the wall. Yeah. <laughs> so I started getting like really familiar with tools, uh, knockout sets, poles, um, banders, all this stuff was in the shop. Pretty much it was like, you know, for everybody that went to the shop, they always talk to us because we're the ones that, you know, hooked them up with all the tools. That's cool. I mean, to be able to get like that kind of exposure with, with some of the coolest stuff. I mean, that's pretty neat. Yeah, man. So I started testing all the tools. It was like, you know, a kid at a, at a Christmas shop, right? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I was there for about a year. And towards the end of my year, I started like noticing going to different jobs and I would notice all these other kids, right? Helping the superintendent as I was delivered tools. So I would start thinking like, you know, how did they get that job? Like, I want to go in the job site too, you know, but how can I do that? So I was working with my cousin and another coworker, the other coworker towards the end, he was kind of fishy, missing days here and there. And so I asked him, what are you doing? What's up? And then he's like, well, you know, have you ever thought about joining the apprenticeship? And I was like, what's the apprenticeship? Like, what are you talking about? It's like, well, you should talk to Paul, right? He's like here every day, the hiring manager. You know, like, are you going to do this your whole your whole life? Just drive around, blah, blah, blah. You're young, dude. You're 21. You know, you need to start thinking about your future. He'll say in Spanish, ponte las pilas, which is like, you know, like start moving. Yeah. Um. So it got me thinking. I'm like, maybe I should talk to that guy and get an opportunity on the field. You know, maybe I'll start doing it. So he told me about like, three weeks until I, you know, I finally, you know, got the guts. I walk inside the office. Cause when you think about it, we were at the warehouse and the warehouse was the main office for that company. So we had superintendents, hiring managers, see like everybody was there. I would like pretty much deliver their FedEx to their desk. So I got the guts. I went and asked them and like, Hey, so what's up with the apprenticeship? And he just looked at me with a smile. He's like, Oh, so you're ready. And dude, like, you got to that's okay. that's unbelievable. Sorry to interrupt you, but that mm-hmm. is unbelievable. People don't even realize like, you know, at a young age when when you finally, you know, get the guts to either quit a job because you hate it, you know, move on because you have a better opportunity or ask for something like it takes a lot of guts to do that because you've never known how to do it. You don't know how to approach the situation. So I know exactly how you feel in this situation. Yeah. And, and I feel like as of right now, a lot of people relate to me because they're in that spot. They don't know how to make that change. You know, they're in a spot where they're looking for a different opportunity as far as like their job or something else that they want to do, but they don't know what options they have. They don't know what options they have out there. So as far for me, I feel like I was in that position, but I never knew what, what it could be as me, like joining an electrical apprenticeship. I never knew what it was exactly, which is something that, you know, it's what I offer today, but Pretty much that happened and he got me a test appointment like pretty much the week after. Show up to this to this uh, apprenticeship, they're gonna test you, blah blah blah. So I was like, I'm ready, you know, let's do it. 
I studied, I think, for a little bit. And then, like, the night before, I was just studying algebra and all these things, trying to go back to my college mentality. And, like, you know, <laughs> this, and was, oh, what if they ask me this? And when I show up, they tell me, oh, no, no worries. It's just basic math, like, dividing fractions, blah, blah, blah. I was like, what? I was like, I was stressing the night before about it. But now I went in. I went in. Uh, it was a basic exam. A lot of people asking this question, actually, which is crazy how a lot of people don't know how the apprenticeships work. But I pretty much went into the facility, right? A lot of people, I tell them the same thing. Obviously, my my situation was very different from like other people. For example, high schoolers that just got out of school or trying to join the apprenticeship or even like older people trying to join an apprenticeship. Like for them, right. obviously, they have to apply and go on a wait list, but they don't even know this because that information is not out there for them. You know, even a lot of people that I talk to. So my situation is very different. I had my opportunity there at the office, right? And then I got a test date right away. I went and tested. And luckily, I passed my first time. So, you know, I didn't have to do no retakes or anything like that. So I passed my first try. And from there, I went back to the shop. And they just couldn't believe it. They're like, they will tell me things like, we'll see you the next week. You're not going to last. You know, we'll see you back in two weeks. That's motivation, like that. dude. That's and I was like, yeah, it was imagine <laughs> for me it was motivation. Like, okay, like, you know, you'll see, you'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ain't never like to prove them to prove it wrong. Like, I'm not gonna come back because at that point <laughs> I was I was just tired of, of the driving. Like, shout out to those who drive because you know it's it's a tough job. You're away from home every other week or not for me. I do it every day. You're eating on the road. I got so comfortable I eating at Denny's by myself. I'll just stop, you know, like somewhere. Like in NorCal, stop and eat by myself and then just keep driving and then stay at the hotel, which that's what got me to move on. You know, it was just very tiring for me. At times, like some of my friends will hit me up like, hey, let's go have a beer. I'm like, dude, I'm in San Francisco. (laughs) The key that I take from that is like, because we talked to the top over the road drivers and yeah, is making sure you're finding a trade that matches with your personality. And, you know, and if you're quiet and you like the alone time and in time in your head, like that's great, but it sounds like you're more out and about and like it's matching the type of trade yeah, to we- your personality and what keeps you fired up every day. And what, you know, if you're a people person, you shouldn't be doing that. If you're not, maybe a great, you know, and, or whatever it may be. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I always like tell the younger people coming up because uh, I told them like, when you're young, you have the opportunity to change and see what you're going to like. As you get older, you you don't have the opportunity where like, I don't like this. I don't feel comfortable. Let me look for a, a different job. Right. Because now you got bills, you got a family and things like that. So for the younger people coming up, looking to get in the trades, that's where I tell them, you don't know if you're going to like being an electrician, you could try it. But what if you're better you know, you like being an iron worker or carpenter. There's so many things that you could do, but you don't know until you try them. So that's like another thing that I always promote to the other people that are willing to get into the trades that you need to find whatever motivates you every day, right? When you wake up every morning so you can go work and at least enjoy it because it's something that you're going to do for the rest of your life. Dude, Kevin, I, I, I got to stop you here because you mentioned something that's near and dear to my heart. My mom's side is uh, from Orange County, and my grandmother actually retired from Denny's. So, like, <laughs> I have all the Denny's baseball cards, everything. The fact that you said eating alone at Denny's, man, I mean, that that just that just struck a chord with me. So, um, props to you there. 
<laughs> I think I learned that menu. <laughs> Got to have the grand slam, man. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So, you know, we were chatting off air and uh, now you're doing well in the electric trade and, and what's next for you? So, so far, like I mentioned, I joined the apprenticeship. Yeah. was with a non-union. So it was non-union for five years, my whole apprenticeship. And from the non-apprenticeship, Pretty much, it taught me how to, you know, put in the time and always you want to make a name for yourself because I feel like a non-union, it's harder. You got to stay with with the same crew as yeah. far as, um, so I got to work with great guys in non-union, the company I was with. They taught me a lot. And like I said, I always had that motivation to learn more, ask questions, which at the beginning, I did not get quite. When I was like a first year, second year, a lot of people, you know, they didn't want to give me the chance because I came from the shop. They wanted to put me in material handling, which I did for like about a year. And then until they gave me the opportunity to actually go inside the job site. So as far from there, once I got the opportunity, I think that's when the whole case Sparky started because I started scrolling through Instagram and seeing all these different trades, world of electricians, right? Shout out to them. But me as an apprentice, seeing them and all the accounts on Instagram, it just blew my mind. But it got me thinking too, if I'm doing this every day, all these crazy job sites, you know, why not share my journey? So that's when I, you know, made a different Instagram from my personal one and started posting on my work because I didn't want to bore my friends, obviously, with all this electrical stuff. Right. And I just started, you know, I dug up through the old pictures and posted those and then just started posting content every day. Like I was mentioning earlier, you know, I had a lot of time. So even people in that company didn't know who I was Uh, at the beginning. I did not like to post my face because I always felt like I was going to get in trouble. Which I did towards the end, but I mean, <laughs> I think that's kind of the thing. Like, dude, when I was posting at, at my job, it was the same thing. I was like, you know, I had a really shitty day, but like, I didn't really want to explain it because I was <laughs> afraid of the repercussions. So <laughs> I just kind of kept it to myself. Yeah, I did for a long time until like, I think probably like right before I left, that's when I didn't care. But through the whole <laughs> apprenticeship, you can imagine like, like three years, I think, you know, four years of the apprenticeship, I was just post and like nobody knew who this guy was, right? You're like, I really um, like my job. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that goes into another thing because I feel as as now me being doing it since like 2018, I feel like that's a long time, like four years. Right. I've gotten to like experience like the both sides of like a whole company and everything, but also as far as social media, because I feel a lot of people ask me this question too, that how do I go into the social media? I want to post my work, but I work for this older guy, blah, blah, blah. And I explained to them how, for me, it was hard at first too, but you know, I just posted it because that's what I like to do. I really enjoy the trade and then me learning every day, the new tools that I would get. I mean, you get excited when you walk around with a new pair of brunts, right? So you want to share that. And I feel a lot of people don't do that because, you know, they feel like, and the back of the head, what, what are they going to say? What is this person going to say? You know, but well, it was my saving grace that I was really good at my job because my boss would come over and then you'd see me underneath the hood of a car, like recording <laughs> and he'd be, he'd be pissed. But at the same time, like, you know, I was doing my job and I was doing it well. So like, it's, it's kind of funny because, you know, him or you, relax. <laughs> but, but it was funny because like, you're right. You know, here you are just trying to post your content and, and trying to, you know, make a little bit more than just it, it kind of make a, a day out of it. You know what I mean? You're, you're posting to Instagram or you're posting whatever channel. And, uh, 
but my boss didn't understand it. So I got a lot of shit at the lunch table for it and and what have you, but he kind of let it go. But yeah, I can see how a lot of employers would be a little upset about it. No, yeah. Tell me about it. I mean, I've talked with like GCs and stuff, so I'm quick to change their mind because the way I put it out, it's, I understand there's like two types of people, right? You got the people on their phone, right? At work, texting, scrolling through their phone. But as creators of content creators, I feel like we just record as we work though. Like you on my videos, you'll see me with two hands, right? Just knocking on work, things like that. So that's more my field where I'm still getting things done right? and I'm running around the job. But like, you know, I'm still getting content, but I'm working. And a lot of these people, it's like, if the, you know, foreman walks by, he sees this guy on the lift, but he's like scrolling through his phone or like, you know, talking to his girlfriend, like that's when they bugs him. But that's like, the guy that's for, in the shit house for two hours. Yeah. It's, it's like, where's this guy going <laughs> for him all day? That's the type of people that's like where it makes a difference because yeah. I mean, for me, I've, I've done it for so long, but you know, when it comes down to it and they want to put me on, so I always explain to them how it's like, okay, but I'm doing this in my own time. Right. Like I get home and you see me posting like at 8 PM or things like that. What I've worked throughout the day, but it's like, Hey, I'm over here getting 20 feet done. You know, like I run like 50 feet while this guy's like, keeps cutting his bends because he doesn't know how to bend pipe. So, you know, (laughs) like that's the difference that separates, man. I mean, if you you took the time out of your work day to post all edit and post all the content, you'd be working, you know, a quote, you know, less than the average person. If you put all your time into just working and not posting, you wouldn't be building up your profiles. You got to put in the right amount of time, crank out the work, put it in. And then, you know, it's whatever is the theory of nine to five, what's your five to nine. And, and like, and, or, and then, and then if you really are, what's your nine, nine to like 2am and then sleep those four hours. It's like, you got to figure out the balance of like your core job, yeah. What you do on the side, and then and then how much more do you want on top of that? Well, how much you're willing to sacrifice? On uh, and to pile on on top of that, you know, I I didn't actually realize the power of social media until I started posting, and then guys locally were like, "Dude, I didn't know you guys did that kind of stuff at at, at the shop." So it actually, we ended up getting more people to come to the shop. We had more, you know, younger kids saying, "Hey, I want to get involved with this. I didn't know you guys, you know, restored or old cars or." or um, did frame repair or welding or this, that, and the other thing. And to be honest with you, it's almost like a little commercial. If people know where you're from and what you're doing. So it actually kind of helped out my boss, but he didn't realize it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it helps in every, every single aspect of it, as far as like you promoting your work, but also showing other people what you guys are doing and actually getting, you know, hooked in to like, you know, more interest in um, your tasks, boots or whatever, you know, it may be for depending on the trade. And I think that's something that we provide. And it's funny because as of right now, also too, like I got guys coming up to me and tell me, Hey, like I went on YouTube yesterday to try to like find out how, how to do this. And then I just look at them. So, okay. Like, tell me how many videos did you find? He said, none. I was like, well, you see that? I was like, well, that's where I'm trying to provide for you guys. You know, something where you guys could actually learn and see the little things that matter, right. Or how to do things the right way at the job site, right. which is like, nobody's doing that. So it's like a lot of people get them hooked in, obviously on like the people already in the apprenticeship, people who want to get in the apprenticeship actually get to see what, you know, other trades do. So I think it's a great thing. I don't see the negative in it and that aspect 
I mean, I could see if they're scrolling through their phone all day, obviously, but if they're actually getting the work done and, you know, learning from it, learning from their mistakes and growing as they go in the trade, I mean, there's nothing bad with it. <laughs> it's funny that you bring up YouTube because my boss came up to me at one point in time and said, like, I'm paying you to go on YouTube to figure out the, the problem. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like you're, you're paying me to solve the solution. And, and I'm going on YouTube. Somebody out there has done this job that I haven't done and they're going to walk me through it. I'd rather watch a video for eight minutes, know how to do the job and then get it done for you. I mean, there's no shame in being a YouTube mechanic per se. You just need to know how to apply it properly. Yeah, there's a lot of information out there. And, and that's one of the things, if you if you really want it, you'll put in your time. I mean, you got YouTube, you got books, eBooks, you know, everything out there, Instagram, TikTok. I mean, even TikTok shows you things from here and there, right? The people actually building stuff, mechanics or whatnot. Yeah. There's all these ways to learn now that I feel like before, I mean, other people didn't have, which I don't know if it makes them uncomfortable or just like seeing people on their phone and trying to figure out the other way. But I mean, as long as they're getting the work done. That actually brings up a good point too, is like the phone is a resource now. It, you know, guys used to pull out the book or the manual and, and look through it. Now it, it's on the phone. So if you see a guy on the phone, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're doing something wrong or, or texting or, or this, that, and the other thing. They may actually be trying to find the answer. So yeah. Pretty much Instagram on a nutshell. <laughs> so where are you now? Like, what are you doing? What's your day-to-day job now? So as far as of now, I ended up leaving that company after six years with them and joined my local union here in San Diego. Um, you got in. Congrats. Congrats. You, uh, I think I received my certificate back in around like April. And it was something that I was thinking about since... I believe I was like a fourth year, third year. I knew I had that option if I really wanted to. And when it came that time this year, you know, I said, I just got to move on because for me, I just wanted to keep growing. And I feel like where I was at, at that moment, there was not that much room for me to grow. And I will see other people still trying to climb that ladder. And I knew for me, it was going to be a long time. So I decided to join the union. Um, I talked to one of the organizers here in San Diego and the process was very easy for me since I already had all my certificates from school, from my journeyman's license. Um, he made the process easy and I ended up at a shop. They told me one of my friends had gone union. So I reached out to him and, you know, he got me into the company I came out today, um, which is a big company here in San Diego too. That's uh, more metals here in San Diego. And that's a union company. And they're pretty much doing the same thing, new commercial. So I decided to join the union and test out how different it is from the non-union because, I mean, that's another debate that will go on forever, union versus non-union. <laughs> <laughs> and you just never never get enough from it, right? All the people always commenting about that. I'll tell you what, with union and non-union, there's a place for both and you really need to look into it to figure out which way you want to go. I mean, yeah. and that's really the the meat and potatoes of it. You know, there's no wrong way. It's just what's the right path for you. Exactly. It's like where you stand at that moment, because I feel a lot for a lot of people, non-union works. I mean, you're getting everything that you want. Maybe you work close from home, you're getting a truck and other things that makes it beneficial for you. But when it comes to that moment, there's lots of people in the, in the union that, you know, they're for the benefits and also for the work. But yeah, turns out I joined the union, same thing. Well, like they tell you the benefits and all, 
But when you're non-union, they don't want to talk about union at all. So, you know, you don't know the, what they provide for you until you talk to somebody from there. Right. Uh, but yeah, I joined a non-union and I was just getting the buy from it the, at the union shop. How different it was from my last company where I came from a production-based company, which is every day you need to write your production. How much do you do today? To where I went to the union, it was uh, non-production. So end of the day, you just sign out and go home. So it felt very weird for me and being in that position. I started doing, just doing my thing, keep working. I was working by myself. Next thing you know, they put a guy with me, an apprentice. Next thing you know, here's another one. Here's another one. And then at one point I had like seven with me and they just started seeing uh, the quality of work that I was trying to provide. I mean, I didn't change the mentality just because I went to union. I was going to like slow down. I came in with the same mentality, just doing the work, what I love, quality work, obviously. And next thing you know, well, they offered me if I wanted to be a foreman. They started mentioning at first, hey, like I'm hearing this and that. I know, what do you think? But obviously it, it wasn't a thing that I was uh, like, just there, like I'm working to be a foreman, right? Like, oh, like they're going to make me a foreman. Nah, I was mostly like just doing my thing. And I kept telling them if it happens, it happens. And I'm very grateful for it. If not, it's cool. You know, I'm just here to do my work and, you know, keep on with the same mindset. But thankfully, uh, the GF that I'm with, he offered me the opportunity and he made me a foreman um, two months ago. And so it's just been a different ballgame. Nice. Yeah. So like I said, I journeyed out this year and then like two months ago, August, they made me a foreman. So it's kind of been a crazy transition, which I'm still trying to get used to it. Like I was mentioning to you earlier, it's kind of hard coming from somebody that makes a lot of content to, you know, finding those ways to like get around. It's like, it's different now, the type of work that you do. Obviously, you know, I got guys with me, like a whole crew of probably around like 11 and it varies to like six. And now I'm like around, they gave me pretty much the common areas, which I'm basically doing like big classrooms and stuff like that so nice. just trying to keep up with the guys and everything that they need with the other trades and like i said i'm just thankful for the opportunity and just trying to keep growing because you know i could have easily said no and stayed comfortable at that position as a journeyman still making content you know something that i've learned how to do pretty well i believe uh, just installing things like that but i wanted to grow and keep growing right that's one of the reasons i came to the union so the fact of me taking this opportunity, like it's a different side of the trade, but I'm still growing in that aspect, right? Um, a lot of people forget, yeah, because I have a lot of followings on Instagram. They want to judge me and tell me I've been in trade 20 years. So yeah, I mean, if you think about it, I've been in trade like five years, right? So where I'm at today, I try not to compare myself with others because I have my own journey. Like I mentioned earlier, I've been through my stuff in life and Hell yeah. where I'm at today, you know, it's sometimes I put, put myself down thinking like, oh, I could do this better. But when I think back of everything that I've been through and how fast I've done it, like not even the Instagram, but the whole like trade as well of learning a new trade and being where I am today, you know, I just keep pushing and trying to make myself better every day because Dude. if I compare myself, then it's just going to make me like bring me down. Right. And it's something that I don't like to listen to like negative people because I just focus very focused on where I'm going on what I'm doing. That's actually a, a big takeaway there. Look to others to see where you can go, but don't compare yourself to others because it really is your own journey. Everybody has their own path and their way of doing it. But, you know, it, it's good to look around and see what there is out there and what opportunities you have. But at the growth and, and the rate you want to go, it, it's totally up to you and what you want to do. 
Yeah, exactly. It's, I think it's up to everybody just to themselves, how far they want to go on their plan. You know, yep. so like I mentioned, I push myself a lot. I think either from inside of work to outside of work and now with the whole Instagram, I feel like I live this trade like inside and out of work. And it's something that makes you better. Just like every little aspect of it, either like teaching other people makes you better because now it's like you want to know the answer too. And, you know, you don't want to promote bad work as well. So always promoting that and then with other people. But yeah, it's something that I speak on a lot about just, you know, wherever people are going, staying on positive, having that, that plan and just uplifting each other because I feel like everybody could move up together. You know, I'm, I'm never like greedy where it's like, Oh, I'm gonna do this by myself. You know, and like, you know, I'm, this is my goal. Nobody else's. Like I try to, as I go, just bring other people up. And I feel that's one of the things I provide on Instagram, just, you know, inspiring other people and even people younger generation messages me or things like that with like that I've inspired them in some way to them choosing this path in the electrical trade as well or in the trades. And it's just something that motivates me to keep doing it. There you go. No, we love it. I mean, I mean, you are as dedicated as it gets to your craft and your trade and all that. But what we always like to ask every guest is put all that aside. When you have a chance or a moment to not think about what you're doing for work and not what you're thinking about doing for your social accounts and all that stuff. What do you like to do to unplug? That's completely unrelated. The gym life was just <laughs> get your swole yeah. on, huh? Deep, deep and off-roading. I feel, um, the Jeep has always like been there for me as as far as like my experience from life, you know, being down at one point and feeling very weak. I feel like it brought me into like the gym more and more where I started going, I think like right after high school, but the more I got to it, when I felt like alone, those alone times, just like the gym and unplugging from everything and having like an hour to myself where I could just like, you know, lift weights and forget about everything. And then the other thing would be like riding my quad because that's something that my brother liked to do as well. And we all like doing here around this area with my cousins, friends, things like that. So just going to the dunes and riding, you know, and forgetting about everything. When you're riding, obviously you don't have your phone. So it's just having fun and doing those activities. Like that, that, we do that up here. We do it a little differently than you guys do in the deer. You guys <laughs> ride in sand. We ride in mountains and rocks and shit, but we love it. Rock climbing. There you go. Dude, that's crazy. I, 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 that is something I want to get out. You know, I've heard stories of the Baja, you know, and then, you know, that area. And dude, you guys just rip it out. Especially with the Baja, like right next door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. That's yeah, awesome. The drugs are crazy crazy even like nascar that's that's something i mean those cars are amazing congrats to you guys as well for being part of that and for eric for the opportunity that we went out there as well to vegas oh, yeah. as well no no the team was super pumped they said it was an absolute blast it was uh it's last minute for us all and the team and stuff but it was it seemed like it was a a good time good event and looking forward to a lot more ahead all right kevin if there was one thing that you put in your tool belt, one thing only, what would it be? Linesman. Lineman pliers? Yeah, they're a hammer. They're everything. <laughs> <laughs> All in one right there. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I knew it would be that. I mean, that's that's <laughs> pretty, pretty solid choice. Awesome. So get yourself, if you're gonna be an electrical apprentice or you're getting an electrical trade, get yourself a nice pair of lineman pliers. 
Yes, sir. Awesome. Awesome. So this is pretty much the end of the podcast. Uh, Kevin, I appreciate you being on the podcast, oh, yeah, you know, great. sharing your story. We've known each other for a while. This has been awesome to get to know you even more. Uh, and then our listeners be able to know more about you as well. But if they wanted to know more about you, hit us with uh, where they can find you. Yeah, so I'm typically on social media platforms like Instagram uh, as underscore case Sparky. And I also have a YouTube and TikTok, which I'm trying to get more into. But if you guys are looking for me, you guys can find me there. Follow me and message me for if you guys have any questions as well. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And sorry to our listeners that I butchered your handle in the beginning. So, um, but it's underscore K Sparky. So I got it. Yes, sir. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. And as a thanks to K Sparky, use the code Cali10. C-A-L-I-10 at bruntworkwear.com on your next order of $60 or more for $10 off.